Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So today I'm joined by entrepreneur Sue Miller. So welcome, Sue. Hello. Nice to be here. It's lovely to have you on board today. Now, Sue, we all know and love you for your great work with Team Author UK, but you've led such an interesting, colourful life globally. I'd like to go back a few years, if that's okay. Okay. So you were born in Canada. So how did you end up in sunny Wales? Well, do you want the direct route or the indirect route? <laughs> Ooh, um, give us the, I was, tell us the whole story. <laughs> I've, been, um, I've been in Wales for 21 years now, but I still have my Canadian accent, um, I'm told. Though when, okay. I go, when I go home to Canada, they don't think I, I don't sound Canadian to them either. So I'm, I'm a little bit of a hybrid, I guess. Yeah. But uh, with my husband's company, who's also Canadian, we ended up moving to New Zealand, to Auckland. Um, that was, I guess, 22 years ago. And it was with his company. And then whilst we were there, the company that he was a partner in in Canada, they purchased a similar company here in the UK. So they asked us, did we want to come here for, and he would be the MD. So we said, yes, we would. Because Wales is a lot closer to home than New Zealand is, to yes. be honest. Uh, and while I while I was in New Zealand, um, I gave birth to our first child as well, my daughter. And uh, so we were there for 13 months and then we moved to North Wales. And the reason why we're in Wales is because the um, factory, the menu, um, where they manufacture the goods was in Wrexham. So that's how oh, we ended up here in North Wales. And then my husband ended up buying the company and we've stayed so you've got to stay. That's it. There's, you're stuck in stuck in Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, I live, I live in um, not right in Wrexham. We live in a lovely little town village called Hope. Now, isn't it lovely to say? Lovely. To say, I live in Hope. Yes, where there's lots of hope. So, how often do you get to go back to Canada then? And whereabouts are you from in Canada? Well, I'm from a very small town in Ontario, which is about, um, most people know where Toronto is. So I, um, I'd say two and a half hours north of Toronto on one of the Great Lakes, Lake Huron, Georgian Bay. Beautiful. And so I was very lucky to grow up in that area, even though when you're growing up, you don't really realize how lucky you are. Yeah. But it, it's quite a tourist area. So it's, it's got a population of about 2,500 in the winter and about 15,000 in the summer. Wow. <laughs> it's one of those kinds of places. Yes. So yeah, that's where I'm from. And my husband's from nearby there as well. And we have a place that's right on the lake. So we go back every summer. Oh, how and beautiful. Yeah. If ever you so need anybody to take care of it for you, Sue, just give me a shout. <laughs> I've, I've had a few offers. I've shared, uh, I've shared a couple of pictures on my Facebook. And uh, so I've had quite a few people saying, oh, can we go? But with uh, coronavirus, it's very difficult to even yeah. drive five miles, let alone fly across the ocean. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if you can think back to your time then in Canada, what was life like working there compared to working in the UK? Well, 
as I said, I grew up in this very small town. So once I was able to leave, I left (laughs) and I ended up moving to the city. I got um, a job with a, a head office of a life insurance company, which they transferred me to, um, Calgary, Alberta. So I moved across the country, which was about 2,500 miles. And, uh, so that was that was quite different. I mean, Canada is such a big country. You're you're crossing two or three time zones just to get to another province. Yeah. So I loved Calgary, and I lived there for 13 years. And I worked for a few different companies, um, but I ended up working in a a very corporate office for a large trucking firm. So um, that's kind of where I I think I grew as a as an entrepreneur because it. Because even though it was corporate, it was owned by a family. So they had a very entrepreneurial, yes, they had quite a vision. And and I remember they had their 50th anniversary uh, whilst I was there. And it was my role because I was in marketing communications to manage all of the 50th anniversary celebrations, which included a book and uh, it was a number of things. So I think I really came into my own when I was there. And I loved, I loved it actually. And, And I think Calgary is an amazing place to be. It's right at the foot of the Rocky Mountains. So it's a beautiful place. Um, But then when I met my husband and then we got married and then we ended up moving to New Zealand and it all just kind of changed. Big roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah, within two years, my life just kind of went upside down. So I I didn't realize as well that you were once a networking queen as well. Tell us more about that. (laughs) Yes, and I still think I am. But I, when I, when I, when we moved here, I started working for my husband's company as well. I was the uh, marketing director, and then you know my, we had a baby then, and then I had two more children. It just became too much, so I left, and to bring up the children. And then once they were sort of in school full time, I started getting antsy, and I wanted to do something. So. I started doing some freelance work um, from mostly copywriting, that type of thing. And so I knew that because I had to start making some of some business connections, I decided to, to start networking. So I went um, with a company called Free to Network, which is quite big in, in North Wales. And I went to their first event they had in Chester and I met Nina Sardar, who, who was the founder of Free to Network. And I just asked her, could I host the Cheshire um, event, which was twice a month. And so she said, yes. And I did that for five years. So that's really how I grew. And it wasn't just North Wales, it was Cheshire and a bit of Shropshire as well. So I really um, made a lot of connections through that networking. I got to know a lot of people and a lot of people know me. So do you still, are you still involved with networking? I know we kind of all are in a certain, to a certain extent, aren't we? But are yeah. you still involved, you know, organizing, um, organizing them? Not really, no, because about a, about a year, year and a half ago, I think it was, maybe it was two years now. Boy, time goes so fast. Nina had um, a baby, so she decided to shut down for each network. And, but I was always very active in BizMums networking as well. Yeah. With my very good friend, Michelle Child, who I met through Free to Network. So I've been involved with um, uh, BizMums for eight years as well. So, but Free to Network was where I actually did the hosting. 
Yeah. But I, I am a, just an avid networker. I just think there's nothing better. Just even for, you know, I used to look forward to it because I, being a freelancer, I worked from home. And I just would look so forward to going and seeing other people yeah, and getting inspiration. It. Yeah. My friends other... say to me or my family say to me, if you been on your own today, because I am motor mouth sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so used to being in my own company and just getting on with my work. And the days do fly. They go by really, really quickly. But they say, just, you know, calm down. We've got a few okay. hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, networking to me is not just about um, building business relationships. It's, no. it's just about having like-minded people around you. And, and uh, so, so I still do networking online now, yeah. which is a bit weird at first, yes, but I think yeah. we've all got used to doing online things now. So, so yeah. And I do a lot of, I just, I'm a real connector. That's what people say about me. If I hear something and then I'm always thinking, Oh, who do I know that can help that person? <laughs> yeah. It's built into that. your genes. You can't help yeah, it, can you? It is, I mean, yeah. I've really missed, to be fair, um, you know, having face-to-face -face, um, meetings and, and going to these network meetings face-to-face. Because -face. I think I've made some great friendships as well, you know, through, through networking. And I think, like you say, we are all used to doing Zoom meetings now or whether it's a quick WhatsApp video call. And I'm not sure if maybe we'll get lazy, will we? And we'll continue doing that to a certain extent. What are your thoughts? I think we will a bit, but I also think... I don't think people will find that they'll want to go to a face-to-face -face every week, but I think yeah. at least once a month they will, because I yeah. think we're all craving a human interaction. Yeah. And even no, though I... it's easy to do this online, it doesn't give us that same, no, I don't know, that, does it? Not that same drug. I mean, when you've I've had meetings and they're saying, yeah, pour yourself a glass, make yourself some lunch. And I'm thinking... Well, I can easily do that, but it's not quite the same when you kind of see yourself eating on TV, isn't it? Really, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not quite yeah. the same. But no, I think the cost involved as well, I guess, with network meetings, that's all gone to a certain extent yeah. on Zoom, hasn't it? So, you know, there's uh, less outgoing, so maybe it will continue, like you say, a little bit more. I was looking at just as you say that, Karen. Sorry, just I was thinking, I was looking at my mileage on my car this oh, morning. Yeah. I was out this morning and I went. Oh my gosh, I've barely driven my car I've this driven. year. Well, petrol lasts a lot longer, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not filling the tank hardly at all. <laughs> so there has been some benefits. But what was great, I had um, a Zoom meeting a meeting a few a few days ago, and I literally did my hair, put my makeup on, and my children went, are you going out? And I'm like, well, kind <laughs> of, kind <laughs> of. People are going to see me apart from you out of my comfies and my pyjamas, yeah. you know, so... It's, uh, yeah, it's making us a bit lazy, I think, isn't it, yeah. to an extent? Yeah, we just have to worry about the top half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching Graham Norton actually recently, and one of the, because there's a comedian on, it was Jason Mansford, and he mm. thought he was being interviewed in the studio, just his top half, and he wasn't, and he had, he had um, casual pants on the bottoms, like pyjamas. <laughs> he said this was not planned. It probably <laughs> was, knowing Jason Mansford. Yeah, quite probably. Quite funny. <laughs> So tell us about a company you set up called All Words Matter. How long ago was, was that set up? Well, that was when I decided to go freelancing. And right. I'm, I'm very big on editing and proofreading. It's just it's something I did at my corporate jobs. And 
I can pick out spelling mistakes like, you know, it's, it's sort of inbred in me. They sort of neon flash at me. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, I needed some idea to start working part time because I still had the children to deal with before school and after school. Oh, um, so then I just thought, well, I'm going to offer my editing services for businesses. And that's, and then I just came up with the name All Words Matter because they do. And yeah, they do. It just transitioned. I started, it was through Sue France, actually. I went to her very first literary luncheon and I was asked to edit someone's book. And at the wow. time I was thinking, I had been taking some coaching, um, you know, was working with a, with a life and business coach and she kept telling me I needed to niche. And then it just clicked. I just thought, because also at the same time, I had taken a workshop about how to publish on Amazon. So just like that, within, you know, a couple of months, it all clicked for me oh, and I realized that was going to be my niche. Yeah. So I continued to do that for, I'd say two years until, so that would be 2014. And then in, well, what happened was as I was just planning on doing the editing of the books, but then people started asking me, Oh, do you know somebody who could help me get this on Amazon? Do you know somebody who could do my book cover? Do you know somebody who could do the illustrations? And I did know all those people because of yeah. my networking background. Yeah. Brilliant. But then I realized, well, what the heck am I doing this for? Why am I just kind of like, I'm being the, the liaison for all these people. So um, I contacted them, these people that I you know, was working with. And I said, do you want to join me? And we'll start this company called Team Author UK. Because I just felt it was, we were a team. So that's how I came up with Team Author. And they all, every single one of them said yes. So that's Brilliant. been since 2016. And that's where we, now we've basically published for indie authors. And we've done um, over 130 books. I uh, published all genres, children, fiction, nonfiction. We seem to have kind of formed another little niche, Karen, in, in children's books. We have a lot. Yeah, you have a lot authors. of children's authors, don't you? Mm. Really talented yeah. authors, though, with fantastic yeah. stories. And the illustrations are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. We're so, very good. So yep. for our listeners, then, that might not know about Team Author UK, break it down and tell us exactly what it is and what it offers. Because there'd be loads of writers out there. Some of them get stuck because writing the book is the easy part to a certain extent, isn't it? And yeah. what comes after is really hard. And that's where you come in. Okay, well, especially when you're a bit technophobe, <laughs> a yeah. lot of people are, they feel that they, they've got the creative side, but they're not all that great with it, with the computer side and everything you've got to do to publish now, you need to be able to do a lot of it online. Um, so where we come in is we offer all of the services that you need from editing, proofreading, cover design, if you're doing a children's book, illustrations, uh, we do the formatting of the book, uploading it to Amazon and Ingram Spark. And that's um, hard, isn't it? That's a hard process because I've, I've done it. it. Self-publishing, you think, oh, yeah, it's really easy. It's a really difficult process. The measurements of the pages and, yeah. and the colour and everything, I think that's a different oh. world as well. Another avenue to go down, isn't it? Yeah, there's so many technical bits to it. and. Yeah. Um, so we take away all that stress. So I'm doing all of that in the background and I'm kind of the, the liaison person and I make sure all the people that are involved are doing their job, making the deadline. 
We also give them marketing advice. We help them to do their online launch of their book. Um, our goal is to get them in the top five bestseller status of, of Amazon. Um, so yeah, there's just so much to it. And I just, I love it though. I love, 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 love working with first time authors. Because and it really does show. It, it really does show. <laughs> and everybody that I've worked with from Team Author UK really does sing your praises. So no, how many you. authors do you have on your books then, Sue, at the moment? Well, I was counting them up the other day and I'd, there's between 65 and 70, I'd say 70 because I'd say I've got 65 and then there's, I've got a few new ones that just come on board. Now I've got over 130 books, but that's because some of those wow. authors have done more than one book. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because I've met Jude Lennon, who's got quite a few books. And of yes. course, Natalie reads Billing. Yes. Well, the list goes on, doesn't it? They're all really yeah. talented. And for me, well, we'll talk about this at a later stage, but I'm doing podcasts with those authors. And when I listen back to the stories afterwards, it's brilliant. And my daughter's been listening to them as well. And it's been a really lovely experience. Oh, good. Thank you. So congratulations with Team Author UK. It's going to go from strength to strength, I'm sure. But you've had a bit of a rough year, haven't you? So while we're all dealing with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, you were obviously taking on well and you had a major surgery in the spring. Do you want to share some of that with us, Sue? Well, last year I was feeling very breathless and I just, you know, I'm not that old. I was thinking, I'm, I'm not saying I'm 100% fit. I'm definitely not. But I yeah. thought I was... I was fitter than that. I mean, I, there was lots, I, I couldn't even carry bags in from the car, you know, food from the food really? shop. Right, yeah. So without being out of breath. So I went to my GP and my GP sent me to a cardiologist. She thought, well, we better check this. And so in early January, I found out that my main aortic valve um, that pumps the blood in and out of my heart was almost closed. Wow. I mean, it was, just 0.7 centimeters, basically. So the blood was in, around your body, yeah, are you? Blood wasn't flowing through. So he said I had to have an emergency heart uh, valve replacement surgery. So I was quite taken aback by that, yeah, which meant because that means uh, open heart surgery. So I went to Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital, and they were brilliant. I have to say, I'm very lucky because. Um, I live in North Wales, so Liverpool is not that far, but a 45-minute drive, 50-minute yeah. drive. And so it was close enough as well that my family could, could go and visit me. But my operation was on the 3rd of March, but things didn't go very well. There was a lot of complications and things happened and they had to, I was basically in surgery for 13 hours and wow. then I was in a coma for a week. Oh, and geez. yeah, so there was a lot of things that happened. So that really... I, it was supposed to be a four-hour operation, and I was supposed to be home within three days, but um, that didn't work. No. <laughs> so, anyways, I put a lot of. I guess so. At the time as well, before the coronavirus kind of kicked in, mm. in one way at least, your family could go and see you. Yes, it would have been. I was so just maybe four weeks later or six weeks later. Not even. Not even. Um, I got home the week after. I got home was when they shut the country down. Wow. So my family wouldn't have been able to come. In fact, my operation would have been canceled. Yeah, it would. Um, because they were canceling all operations unless they were absolutely, you know, I think mine would have been canceled, even yeah. though I was considered urgent. But um, yeah, it was, 
I was very lucky time. to have it when I did because it was the 3rd of March and then I think we'd locked down on the 23rd of March. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every, all of my friends will say to me, you know, Sue, um, we're just so glad that you were able to have the operation. But so through the whole lockdown period, I was in recovery. So it was actually... I would have been in recovery anyway, so yeah. it really... <laughs> so it kind of fitted in quite well for you, really, did you? in really yeah. well. <laughs> did you manage to go back home to Canada with the restrictions? I did, actually. Oh, I, um, I really wanted to go to Canada. My family was so worried about me as well. I have six sisters. I think I told you that. I have six wow. older sisters. Six so older I'm the youngest of seven, seven so girls. Had, you had great fun growing up <laughs> in the remote <laughs> town that you grew up in in Canada, yes. didn't you? <laughs> But my parents are both gone, but my sisters were obviously very concerned about me. And so um, I went to, I was able to see my surgeon at the end of June. So I'd had the operation at the beginning of March and I saw him at the end of June and I asked him, he did all the tests on me and I asked him, would it be okay if I went home in July? And he gave me the go ahead. So, um, so I did fly with you know, we, we went in two groups actually, but so our family spent the summer and it was lovely. lovely. Where we were is such a small area that there weren't very many, I think there was only two COVID cases and no deaths, but we really didn't see anybody. We just stayed in our little cottage by the lake and family came to visit after quarantine. We quarantined for two weeks Yeah, and it was just lovely and relaxing. And I think that's what I needed. Definitely. Well, you look really well today, Sue. You really do. Thank I can you. see a difference for when we spoke in the summer when you were in um, in Canada. But you yeah. look really, really well. So how are you feeling now and how is recovery going? Are you nearly there? Yes, I think so. I've finally just gone in to see cardiac rehab. I should have seen them six months ago, but I just finally had a face-to-face. -face. So they've given me exercises and a plan to follow to get my strength back. Yeah. I'm not um, 100% yet, I wouldn't say. I still have a bit of pain and I get tired easily. But yeah. other than that, yeah, I feel much stronger. Even my voice, I, can, I feel that in my voice, I, I've got more, I don't know. Energy, how yeah. I all, all over energy. It. Yeah, it's just, I can notice every month I, I can see some improvement. Getting stronger. So. Well, that's yeah. really good to hear. Now then, we've got some fun now, Sue. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot. Okay. So, because you're from Canada... You know, I had to do the life in the UK test to get my British passport, which we decided I would do. We had to do a life in the UK test. And I, I don't think I would pass a life in the UK I test. I swear to God, British UK. people wouldn't be able to pass that. Oh my goodness, what sort of questions did they ask you? Oh God, general was, knowledge, probably, was oh, it? It was all over. It was general knowledge. It was history. It was politics. It was from stuff from the 1500s. It was like we had to, we had to revise for it, obviously. You can buy this book and oh, you have good. to revise, but you have to get 75% um, of the answers correct or else you fail. Oh, you I would be kicked again. out if I did that <laughs> test for definite. <laughs> So yeah, I know, I, I know my British um, knowledge more than okay. better well, than my Canadian. Let's put you to the test. It's only if, it's only for some fun, some fun facts. So, can you name five celebrities that are from Canada? Okay, there's Ryan Reynolds, Seth Rogen, love him, love him. <laughs> um, James Cameron, who is the director of of Titanic and all the Avatar and all those films. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. 
uh, Love Keeper Sutherland, uh, Michael J. Fox, no. um, Ooh, Pamela, Pamela Anderson, wow. from Baywatch. So I've got down here Justin Bieber, he's from oh, Ontario yes. as well, uh, Michael yeah. Bublé, Michael Bull, yes. Michael mm -hmm. Bublé, Jim Carrey's from Canada, I didn't know yes. that. And Celine Dion, she's a famous yes. one, isn't she? Um, she's from, is it Charlemagne? Charlemagne? Yeah, I think, French yeah, she's a she? French Canadian, so. And William Shatner. Yes. William Shatner, I didn't know he was Canadian as well. Well, well done, you There's passed the test. <laughs> um, how about famous authors with you being in that industry? Can you name a couple of uh, famous Well, there's Margaret Atwood. Yeah. Of course. The Handmaid's um, Tale. Do you watch that program, Sue? I didn't watch it. I need to. I want to. I don't have time to watch a lot of TV, to be honest. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. This is Lucy Maud Montgomery. I have to say her because she's. Anne of uh, Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables. Brilliant I mean, program. every young girl should read that series of books. It is just, oh, it makes my heart. Story, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah, gosh. Really on the spot now because I'm not, you know, I lo know a lot of authors. <laughs> I um, to look these up. I'm not that clever. <laughs> I believe Harlan Coben is as well. Right. I've got down here Alistair McLeod, um, Never Die, Never Die Wondering, and then a, a book called Remembrance. No, I've not heard of him. No. Well, you still pass the test. You got oh, can the I main just, ones. Can I just say um, the guy who wrote in Flanders Fields? He's, um, he's Canadian. The poem in Flanders Fields for um, Remembrance Day. Oh, in Flanders Fields, the poppies. Oh, wow. okay. Beneath the crosses, rose and roll, whatever, however it goes. Anyways, however it goes. That, that's, it's a very famous um, Remembrance Day poem and he's Canadian. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. How about famous movies made in Canada? Do you know there's so many movies made in Canada that people don't realize they're made in Canada? So Vancouver is very close to um, the American border. It's really close to uh, Washington, the state of Washington. So, and so, you know, it's on the West Coast, so it's not far from California. So it's a lot cheaper for them to make movies in Canada oh, than it is in the States. And, yeah. and, and they're in the t same time zone and, and so on. So people can can travel very easily from California. So there's a lot of movies that they don't actually advertise are made in Canada, that actually it. are. And Toronto is quite a, a base for, for movies as well. Now, just off the top of my head, I can't tell you. I think um, I can tell you Shit's Creek, which is on Netflix, brilliant, a yes. series on it, that's Canadian. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I love, love that, that program. That it's yeah. so funny. Absolutely. So just, it was gutted when it came to an end. Yeah. So just off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think. I'm sorry. But well, Titanic, yeah. a famous one, they did some of the filming there, not all of it. But you were saying, I think the director's um, from Canada, isn't he? Yeah, James um, Cameron. James yeah. Cameron. So, um, yeah, so they filmed some of that. Might have been the water scenes, actually. Mm. You know, at the end when it, when it sucks. And... Brokeback Mountain was also yes. in Canada. Canadian yes, Mountain. that's true. I've been to that little town where, where that Southern was filmed. Al Southern Alberta, apparently. Yeah. yeah. As I said, I lived in Alberta, so I was there. And then and there's one with Brad Pitt. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, it's one where he was back in the mountains. I can't think of the name of it. But yeah, there was, and that was in Alberta as well. 
one yeah. of Brad Pitt's earlier films. And then another one I've got here is Legends Moon. of the Fall. I think that's what it was called. Legends of oh, the Legends Fall. Legends of the Fall. Brilliant yeah. film. Love that yeah. film. And also Mean Girls was filmed in Toronto. Oh. You know Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. know that one. Yeah, that was filmed in, uh, in Toronto. Okay, then. So a quick question then. I'm sure you'll know these. Um, Niagara Falls. Yes. Can you name beautiful. all the waterfalls of Niagara Falls? Oh, well... There's Niagara Falls is the largest um, waterfall in the world. Well, actually, I'm not sure if Victoria Falls in Africa might be bigger, but it's near the top. So there's Niagara Falls, which is on the Canadian side. And then there's another falls, which is on the American side in Buffalo, uh, much smaller. Yeah. But they sort of the, the main one that everybody knows is Niagara Falls. But it is there's five Great Lakes in Ontario. Um, and they're the they're called the Great Lakes and they're all freshwater lakes. So there's Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, and Lake Huron. And Lake Huron is the one that I live on. Beautiful. <laughs> I was um cabin crew and what one year we spent all our time in Toronto and we went to Niagara Falls and uh, it was just lovely so we went across the rainbow bridge you know into buffalo yeah. and yeah. um did made of the mist and everything which is just fantastic yeah, but yeah. um so that the waterfalls are big and they go in size don't they so there's horseshoe falls which is the canadian side the canadian falls um then american falls and then bridal veil falls is a smaller one have you heard of that oh one? no bridal veil falls is way up north it's on ah, a little right. it's on an island um so it's nowhere near Niagara Falls. No, it's nowhere near. Well, I got this off the internet. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh unless there's another one, there could be more than one. But Bradavale Falls is on Manitoulin Island, which is the largest freshwater island in the world. Beautiful. And yes. I remember um yeah, it was just a fantastic experience, and I really want to take my children uh, back so they can mm. experience it as well. So I asked Sue to bring me some celebrity gossip as well. What can you share with us? Go for it. <laughs> well, I know I have to be somewhat discreet in this, but um, Rex, uh, Ryan Reynolds and his friend, who I can't pronounce his name, um, for some strange reason, have decided to buy a Wrexham football club. Now, we just Gracious say, me. It's, just, it's just a very bizarre, Random, you know, how is it? Random. I, Random, that's the word I want. Why <laughs> Ryan Reynolds? It's gone like that Wrexham. on the map. I've got some money. Yeah. Bang. Put a pin in yeah. there. I'm gonna buy that book. Exactly. So um wow. so just so you know, we've got a I'm actually a big rugby fan. Football's not my my son plays rugby, so I'm kind of on the, the rugby side of sport. But uh we've obviously got lots of friends that go to support Wrexham Rugby Club or Wrexham Football Club. And so there is somebody that I know who um, works with the or with the organization of Wrexham Football Club so they've been doing lots of zoom calls with Ryan Reynolds and his partner oh, to exciting. to you know, work out the details and his wife has been just trying because this has all been ho from home right so his wife has always been kind of finding excuses to walk past the um the laptop <laughs> so she can take a quick take a peek so is he because he's obviously from canada isn't he does he reside yeah. in canada now then and then he's obviously just over here no i don't think so i think most of the the actors live in 
in America. In America now, yeah. but they often they'll have a place in Canada. So whether he has a place, I'm not sure. But so yeah, I, I haven't got to the I haven't got to the final understanding of why he chose Axum. Yeah. So I would. But then the other thing, just let me say quickly, is that I'm we're feeling very blessed here in North Wales because you know North Wales is not necessarily um, gets the most um, uh, GDP of, of the country, um, you know, very low population and so on. However, we have now got, so the coronavirus is what I'm saying, has really hit our hospitality and tourism industry very badly, but we now have Ryan Reynolds and all the media surrounding that, and then we have Ant and Duck, and I'm a celebrity, I'm a celebrity. in North Wales. Oh, it's brilliant. You're watching I mean, it, it's so good. I'm watching it, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, all, I'm just so grateful because I think all of that is going to bring, when we can start traveling again, it's going to bring it's put people put you back to on North the map, Wales. hasn't it? Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, the, very, castle, very, the castle is absolutely stunning. Um, Grinch, what's it called? How can you pronounce yeah, it? How do you I, I struggle to pronounce that one myself. Oh, absolutely But it's only stunning. 45 minutes from where I live. Yeah, and it's right so, near Abigail, isn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah beautiful I, i'm really enjoying it for the scenery though as well it is yeah. lovely really lovely i will say it's been so lovely talking to you today it's great to see you looking so well so let's go back to team author uk for our listeners for anybody that might be you know have a manuscript or you know they've got an idea and they want to get in touch how can they contact you and um let us know all your social media pages as well Okay, well, all my social media is very simple, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at Team Author UK. Okay, so uh, all one word. And email, the best email is just hello at teamauthoruk.co.uk. So teamauthoruk.co.uk. Um, and we, yeah, we are very, very transparent and with our pricing and we just handhold you. We all get involved. That's why we're called Team Author. Yeah, and uh, family, it's very, family team author, isn't it, it is. really? We are a family and we love to support you. So yes, please get in touch. Just follow our Facebook page or Twitter or whatever. Wonderful. And we wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much, Karen. I really enjoyed it. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life, sponsored by Daybank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you are interested in any of my packages or wish to be a guest on this show, then you can contact me via my social media pages, Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send an email to carolindakelly at btinternet.com. <laughs>